Welcome to The Workbench, where each week we take the time and make the space to build and create in our lives. I'm your host, Christina Awe, and I'm a writer, coach, and human resources professional with a deep interest in helping you find clarity, overcome obstacles, plan, and take action on your big dreams and goals. By doing this and sharing the journey, we build and create, and we inspire others to do the same. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the 12th episode of The Workbench. I'm so happy to be here with you today. The last episode was a personal story about the crucible our family experienced in the early 2000s, and today I'd like to share the next chapter that details some of our rebuilding process. But first, our shout out and reflection. Today's shout out is to my husband, Tim. We've been married for 20 years, and he's stuck with me through some of our darkest moments. During the crucible and for several years after, we had a lot of good times, but we also had times that we had to work really hard to weather all the storms that had come our way, and I think even more difficult, the rebuilding efforts that came after. I'm so glad that we both stuck it out and that we're stronger for it today. Tim, I can't tell you how much I appreciate all of your love, your support, your ideas, and your help. Ever grateful. And on to today's reflection. Sometimes we feel shattered and in need of emotional rescue. As I was writing out the last episode, I had a lot of conflicting thoughts and feelings. I was nervous about sharing this story, and I wasn't sure if it was the right way to start out season two. As I was standing in the kitchen with Tim on Sunday morning before the episode came out, I stood there crying into my coffee and I wasn't even sure why. I thought that I'd done enough healing. Moments later, I realized how grateful I was to be both standing in the kitchen with Tim and able to finally cry without shame or judgment or anything but the true feeling of the moment. Tim and I had had some very rocky times, and for a while it was touch and go for us. And for many years, I hadn't been able to cry. These are two of the many gifts that came out of that tough time. So on to the next chapter where we began rebuilding our lives piece by piece. I want to take a moment to talk about renovation. Often we can start projects in our home that we think are going to be just this one thing. For example, if the plan is to install new kitchen cabinets, later you may find yourself installing new flooring and appliances. Because by tearing out the cabinets, you find out that you need to fix the flooring. So what starts as one thing leads to the next and then the next. Contractors are called in to provide expertise, structure, and tools. Through this process, you figure out what it is you want and what it is you can live with, and you begin to repair and rebuild based on this new knowledge. Such was the case with my life. For this particular rebuild, there were four stages. Envision, Demo, Rebuild, and Inhabit. So phase one, Envision. As we emerged and settled into some calm, I began to hear an internal voice that started as a light whisper, but became louder and bolder as time went on. One day in early 2012, overlooking the Pacific Ocean on the deck of the Encinitas Library, I got up the nerve to admit to my friend Lynn that I wanted to get a master's degree. I had no idea in what. Lynn had been thinking along similar lines, and we both laughed because we were each getting ready to launch something new we were each starting to envision a next step. 
What began for me as just wanting a master's degree became a full-fledged, down-to-the-studs examination of my own foundation. I want to take a moment here and call out a few key elements of the envisioning process. The first one is, paying attention to that whisper is extremely important. A lot of times, these ideas don't make sense or fit neatly into our current lives, but it just might be a clue to an emerging interest. So one thing I learned and is really important to share is that we take the time to explore these ideas and not discount them. Secondly, the process of envision is just that. It's a process. It evolves and it takes time. I didn't know what I wanted my degree in, only that I really wanted one. And from there, the research began. On to phase two, demo. I had no idea that this whisper about the master's degree was the beginning of a multi-year transformation in which no stone was left unturned. Besides pursuing school, here were some other things that came out of this demo. I reverse engineered my career. I examined and renegotiated key relationships. I discerned my true values, interests, and strengths. I defined my personal vision and mission. And I figured out my own brand of creativity. In addition, I became very intentional around choosing health in all areas physical, mental, financial, and in my relationships. This period of demo was both stressful and exciting in equal measure. And halfway through the master's program, I took a calculated risk and I left my job without having another one. Let me be clear, I don't recommend this course of action. You can believe too, at this time, opinions varied about the quality of this decision and there was financial and relationship fallout that lasted a lot longer than I expected. But for me, it was the right thing to do at the time, and I have no regrets in doing it. It was one of those damn learning moments in so many ways. Like Mary Oliver so beautifully writes in her poem, The Journey, and I quote, But little by little, as you left their voices behind, the stars began to burn through the sheets of clouds, and there was a new voice which you slowly recognized as your own that kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world, determined to do the only thing you could do, determined to save the only life you could save." End quote. I still get chills when I read this because these words led me to a huge turning point in my own life in which I began to give full trust to my own voice and with a depth that had never previously been possible. Nothing for me has been the same ever since. So this poem, along with a small scrap of paper with the words, have faith, these became my North Star, seeing me through this important and necessary process of demo, of breaking down to rebuild. Phase three is the rebuilding phase. During this project, the demo and rebuild processes often occurred together. Exploring the options for a renovation is both exciting and overwhelming. For a house, there's so many choices and styles of tile or drywall finishes or appliances or paint shades. And when you're renovating your life, the same excitement, choice, and overwhelm abound. Which, which master's program? What do I value? What is my vision for the future? What do I want to do differently moving forward in all areas? This was what my rebuild looked like. It was messy, it was exciting, it was scary, it was frustrating, 
all of these things. But if you can just lay one brick down and then the next, it's hard, but it takes time. But when you start to see the structure take shape, it's extremely rewarding. Phase four, inhabit. I believe that life is a workbench, and for me, the work continues to this day. As a learner, I'm always seeking to improve on my existing foundation. But I also want to inhabit what has been rebuilt and renovated. I want to kick off my shoes and relax for a bit to appreciate what has been done. So I keep these paradoxical intentions in mind throughout my days and my weeks. And here's where a practice of gratitude can really help. I'm grateful for the clarity I have now in my career, my family, and life in general. So being able to stand in the kitchen and cry, to have built stronger and healthier relationships, to know where I can best contribute to the world, these results are good reason to embark on the process of an interior renovation. So what's next? I know how challenging it is to be in the middle of great change, and I have amassed a wealth of expertise, ideas, and resources that can be used for both work and life. As we go through this year, I want to break down some of this better to share what I've learned with the tools I've gathered for embarking on your own project or build. These solo episodes will be part of a larger program of content that'll include interviews and conversations with others. Like any new project, getting started is really scary. We're never sure if we have the resources and fortitude to get the job done. But I can tell you, humans are resilient. And if we're willing to dream and try, fail and try again, to iterate and collaborate, if we're willing to spend time at the forge and at the workbench, we can build the strength and can chart a path in alignment with who we truly are inside. So wrapping up for today, thank you so much for joining me at the workbench. Our next episode will be a conversation on creativity and time, so join me in two weeks for the next installment. If you want to leave a comment or if you want to check out the show notes and other resources, please visit my website at christinaaw.com. In the meantime, keep building and creating. All you have to do is just take that very next step. Thank you for joining us today at The Workbench. We welcome your comments and would love to hear what you are in the process of building. Look us up at ChristinaAw.com, that's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-A-U.com, and if you enjoyed this episode, you can help us with our build by subscribing, sharing, and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. We aim to inspire and stir the pot for the next big thing you want to build or create. Until next time.